Welcome to Jaguar Jabber, weekly world news, an Icona podcast series released each Friday, relaying the international events over the past week. A huge thank you to Jess Reynolds and Maddie Glom for creating the music and artwork of Jaguar Jabber, respectively. Let's get to the news. Hello, I'm Managing Editor Amara Saez, and this is the news for the week of Friday, October 23rd through Thursday, October 29th. Last Friday, October 23rd, the United States reported more than 85,000 new cases of COVID-19, which is the highest daily record since the pandemic began. The next day, Saturday 24th, the number of cases was over 83,000, which is the second highest on record, and nearly 10,000 more cases than the previous daily high from over the summer. Hospitalizations are also up. Experts predict that hospitals will be overwhelmed as the winter and flu season combine with the most recent uptick in COVID-19 cases. These are some of the worst numbers ever recorded, and it seems like we are headed into a third wave of COVID-19. On Friday, President Donald Trump brokered a peace agreement between Sudan and Israel, which is the third such agreement between Israel and an Arab Muslim nation in less than three months. Israel and Sudan have agreed to make peace and to normalize their relations. This is a historic step, and the two countries will begin negotiations on cooperation agreements in agriculture, economy, trade, aviation, migration issues, and other areas of mutual benefit. On Friday, October 23rd, Tesla recalled up to 48,442 of its Model S and Model X electric vehicles, which were made in the U.S. and sold to customers in China, over potentially faulty and unsafe front and rear suspensions. The China State Administration for Market Regulation announced a recall of several Tesla vehicles on Thursday night. Tesla's share price was down nearly 2% on Friday. China's auto industry news site, Gasku, reported that the recall affects 29,193 imported Model S's and Model X's produced between September 17, 2013 and August 16, 2017, and 19,249 imported Model S's produced between September 17, 2013 and October 15, 2018. The cars were produced at Tesla's Fremont, California Vehicle Assembly Plant. The U.S. Vehicle Safety Authority, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, has not said whether a similar recall in the United States may be necessary. On Saturday, October 24th, over the weekend, several other European countries also experienced an influx of COVID-19 cases. France set a daily case record on both Saturday and Sunday. Spain declared a national state of emergency and imposed a curfew to counter a spike in cases. Italy imposed new restrictions on businesses and gatherings on Sunday, following a new daily case record on Saturday. Armenia and Azerbaijan, which have spent nearly a month engaged in violent conflict, agreed to a humanitarian ceasefire on October 25th, which was this past Sunday afternoon. The ceasefire, based on commitments made in Moscow earlier this month, was supposed to take effect at 8 a.m. local time on Monday, October 26, according to a joint announcement from both countries. The brokered ceasefire collapsed without ever having taken hold. As fighting continues between the two, within minutes, when both sides accused each other of violating the agreement. Lee Kun Hee, the longtime chairman of Sangsum Group, died on Sunday at the age of 78. He served as the chairman of Samsung for over 30 years. His son, Lee Jae-yong, took over effective leadership of the company in May 2014 after his father suffered a heart attack that left him unable to lead the company. On Monday, October 26, the Senate confirmed Judge Amy Coney Barrett as a replacement for the seat left behind by the late Justice Ginsburg. 
The Senate voted 52 to 48 to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, and afterwards she was sworn in by Justice Clarence Thomas in a late-night ceremony at the White House. The vote went nearly entirely along party lines. Senator Susan Collins was the only Republican to join Democrats in denying Barrett's nomination. On Monday, 78% of voters in Chile voted to rewrite the country's constitution in a national referendum that was called by President Sebastián Piñera, which was called in response to over 12 months of mass protests against inequality. The new constitution will replace the 1980 charter created during the military dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet, who took power in a coup that overcame Marxist President Salvador Allende. On Monday, NASA also announced that they had found water on the moon. Scientists already knew that the moon had some kind of hydration, but their only proof was the ice that was found in shadowed craters. This new discovery shows that water exists on the lunar surface outside of cold, shadowed places. This is a groundbreaking news because future astronauts could use it as a source of water. The United States and India signed a pact to share satellite and map data on Tuesday, October 27th. This comes after U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo warned of the threat posed to both countries by China. The annual U.S.-India strategic dialogue happened despite a lot of tension in the region with Indian troops confronting Chinese forces on the disputed Himalayan border. The new defense pact, the Basic Exchange and Cooperation Agreement on Geospatial Cooperation, will foster military relations between the U.S. and India. The United States plans to sell more fighter planes and drones to India, and the pact will give India access to topographical, nautical, and aeronautical data that is used for targeting missiles and armed drones. On Tuesday, Game 6 of the World Series took place. The game was between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. The LA Dodgers defeated the Rays in Game 6 on Tuesday night to win the World Series, which was their first World Series win since 1988. On Tuesday night, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf deployed the Pennsylvania National Guard to Philadelphia to help protect local property and support Philadelphia police ahead of more unrest from the police shooting of Walter Wallace Jr., Police shot and killed 27-year-old Walter Wallace Jr. on Monday, which led to protests that injured 30 police officers and led to 91 arrests. Regarding the incident, two unnamed officers responded to a report of a man armed with a knife. Police said they repeatedly told Wallace to drop the knife, but he wouldn't listen. The officers opened fire and shot him multiple times before taking him to the hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. Wallace's family had called for an ambulance, not police, due to the fact Wallace was on medication and struggled with mental health issues. The Senate Commerce Committee questioned the CEOs of Facebook, Google, and Twitter on Wednesday, October 28th. The hearing came after the social media platforms have been accused of conservative bias. The hearings may result in a change to Section 230, a law that protects the company's ability to moderate content as they see fit. Both President Trump and Joe Biden are in favor of repealing or altering Section 230. Hurricane Zeta gained strength and made landfall in southeast Louisiana on Wednesday afternoon as a Category 2 storm with maximum sustained winds of 100 miles per hour. This is the third hurricane to hit Louisiana this year. On Thursday, the U.S. Commerce Department reported on the economy's quarter three gross domestic product, or GDP. The GDP, which is the value of all goods and services produced in the U.S., increased at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 33.1%, in the July-September period as consumer and business spending soared after the initial hit to the economy due to the coronavirus pandemic. Early Thursday night, three people were killed in a knife attack at a church in the French city of Nice. 
Two of those who died were attacked inside the church, and those two victims were an elderly woman and a man who was found with his throat cut. Another victim, a woman, was able to flee to a nearby cafe after being stabbed several times, but she died later. When police arrived, the suspect was shot and detained shortly afterwards. President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden both held events on Thursday in Tampa. Florida is particularly important this election due to its status as a swing state, as both candidates are doing last-minute campaigning to win it over. So that is all the news for this week. Thank you for listening, and remember to stay updated with Acona Online. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Jaguar Jabber, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify for more weekly news updates. If you'd like to stay updated with Acona Online, be sure to follow us on Instagram at acona.online.